0: Mike Tomlin spoke to Pittsburgh media with his Tomlin Tuesday presser, and talked about the urgency needed to see from his offensive line moving forward. They'll be, they do understand what they're going through and trying to put things together. But the run game needs to improve for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joining me to talk about that will be Wesley Euler on the show. It's going to be a fun episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube and Odyssey. Be sure to download or excuse me, subscribe to us. On, on you on youtube you can download us on all those different podcasts if you hit the like button on this youtube video it really helps us out um but you can also leave us a five-star review on apple to help us out joining me today is a good old friend of mine from steeler nation radio you've heard him all over the airwaves my man wes Euler is in the building how you doing wes i'm great buddy first time i've
1: uh done an episode of locked on with you where we have been live and living color here so this this will i I had to make sure I got the hair right and everything. This is (laughs) additional pressure now,
0: baby. I love it. I didn't think about that because everyone talks about how fantastic your hair is, which it always is. And it still is right now. Um, But it's it's a a blessing and a curse, you know, because
1: when Arthur Motes runs around and calls you good (laughs) hair to everybody, it's like you don't want to be seen out on a bad day. And, you know, I'm in my 30s now, Chris. I can't really just roll out of bed with it anymore. It takes takes a little time now. But nobody, I'm I'm happy to be here. Always, always, uh, always excited to talk a little football with my guy
0: absolutely let's dive right into it now mike tomlin addressed the media saying um you know, when to talk about the run game, a lot, there were lots of questions. I was there at the Steelers facility for their noon presser that he'd always does on Tuesdays. There were about like four or five questions in a row about the run game. Cause everyone knows, I mean, art, art ruining the team owner said in the off season that there will be improvement. Um, you know, you know, they, they hired a new offensive line coach. They drafted Najee Harris in the first round. They, you know, have basically a whole new starting offensive line next to Chukuma core for uh, lots of changes were made, but right now they rank 31st in, in rushing and, that's a, t- and that's not I mean that's not the improvement that you wanted it. Technically, it is one spot up from 32. Uh but it can only uh, get better from there, right? Exactly. Uh, but here's the thing, here's the thing, Wes. You know, Mike Tomlin said, you know, we're sensitive to the challenge that those guys are going through because again, you got two rookies in the offensive line, you got a group of guys that have never played each t- together, and you also have a group that didn't get to play each other, play, play together that much in camp. We talked about that a lot on, on SNR all throughout training camp about how this group was going to – was already kind of behind the eight ball with being a new group with a lot of unproven guys. Um, But now you get that and you didn't get to have a full training camp to to get some war stories together and and build that chemistry. Is this a real sense of urgency that has to change right now if this team wants to have the season it wants? Or do you think, Wes, there's a chance that the Steelers still could kind of find ways to win games like they did in Buffalo without this offensive line being a cohesive unit?
1: Yes, they can find ways to win, but man, that's a tough ask, especially yeah. when your defense is as banged up as they are right now. And I'm sure you want to talk about that eventually. We'll, so I'll leave we'll that. that for we'll, we'll get to that in like the second segment. And and particularly just that's the way the NFL is in, in the year of our Lord 2021, right? Like you have to be able to score points. Even if you have a great defense, you still have to be able to score points. You have to be able to at least control the clock, elongate drives keep your defense rested that's another part of this Chris we in a lot of the, the themes that kind of look like they've continued from the end of last season another one is the defense is playing way too many snaps but again yeah. we'll get to those guys in a minute uh, you have to find a way to at least make defenses respect the run game it, hey right. it, it, we, we all know it's not going to look like a Mona Lisa particularly early in the season I don't think any of us were expecting the Sistine Chapel right but it has to be better than this it has to be better than 14 rush attempts against the Raiders a team that is not very good against the run and was missing some key contributors in that department due to injuries as well. I understand the Steelers have fallen behind in their first two games, and that always plays into this as well, too. You can't just have a blanket game plan and say, we're going to run the ball X amount of times no matter what. That's not what we're all hearkening back to. But you mentioned it with Mr. Rooney. There's a reason why every power player in the Steelers organization, from Art Rooney II to Kevin Colbert to Mike Tomlin to Ben Roethlisberger, to replacing the offensive coordinator, to replacing Mm -hmm. the offensive line coach, they all discussed the need to run the football because they know you just have to be able to do that in the NFL. Even, Chris, if you're a team like the Chiefs or the Rams Mm -hmm. or the Bills who don't really pretend to care about running the football, you still have to be able to do it. You still have to be able to do it at times when the game calls for it. That's the biggest concern right now. It feels a lot like last season where defenses have just figured out that the Steelers – aren't very good at running the ball and they don't have that onus to do it no matter what, uh, that makes it harder to do a lot of other things on offense. You're easier to game plan for, you're more predictable. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. buy it as much when you do pre-snap motion and movement and things like play action. It's it, it's something that they have to get moving in the right direction. They haven't had an effective run game since 2018. Like they They have yeah. to get that moving in the right direction. Again, I don't expect it to be the Mona Lisa anytime soon. But it's got to look better than me out there finger painting
0: like I'm in kindergarten. <laughs> no, but I but I feel you about that. That's a that's a very uh, illustrative uh, answer there. Saying uh, the Mona Lisa or West finger painting. Uh, we want to see some finger painting from West at some point on the show. That actually would be really funny. Uh, but in all seriousness, um, you're you're exactly right. Like they they this can't be perfect, but they got to put together something. And something that I've I've talked in, talked to Jordan De about. Above the Yins Hers podcast and Helmet, I finally now. met her on Sunday. By the way, it was great yeah.
1: meeting
0: meeting yes. all the Yins Hers. Yes, yeah, they're they they are great people, and do subscribe to their podcast. They do an awesome job. Um, but one thing that that I've that I I I've I've been harping on for a bit is this offense needs plays. Uh, and like a group of plays that it can rely on to get key yards like yes. you know and, and not like 20 yards but i'm saying a, a a play that you know we call this we're getting five yards of the ground they don't game. have an identity they, in that regard they, they don't they don't and, and wes i wanted to give you a chance to talk about just that being part of this is you know we need they need we need to see if they're ever gonna find their identity it's about finding some of those plays where you know all five of your offensive linemen and the blocking tight ends as well are all contributing and winning at the right times to allow Najee Harris to get going there.
1: And you know what, Chris, too, you, you were there with us. You mentioned it at SNR for, for training camp. Anyone who's familiar with the Steelers, who's been to practices, anything like that, you know, the term seven shots, you, you've certainly heard that if you're, if you're a Steelers person, you've certainly heard that it's a drill that they run in practice almost every single time. It's the offense versus the defense in the red zone, seven Mm -hmm. plays. If the mm-hmm. offense scores, they get a point. the defense stops them, they get a point. Best out of seven, right? Simple concept, seven shots. Chris, they run that almost every day at training camp. You and I were sitting there in the end exactly. zone, fortunate enough to have a great look at it almost every single day. What's the one thing they never do in those situations? Short yardage run plays. They, hmm. they, they just don't. We saw them do some of the stuff. Trying to do some some different things with Juju and with Anthony McFarland. And maybe you saw that play out on Sunday in that touchdown run that Juju had. But other than that, where have we seen any creativity close to the goal line? Where have we seen any creativity in those short yard situations? It feels like the Steelers' really only game plan is to try and get the ball to Claypool on early downs. And then if it's third and hopefully manageable, you look for Juju. Like that feels like it's the, the identity. It's where they're cutting their teeth a lot right now. And if you go back to training camp and you start to connect some of these things, that's a lot of what we saw in those situations, in those possession down situations, in those red zone type situations, it was Ben looking for Deontay or Juju or Claypool. There wasn't a tight of involved, a ton of involvement over the middle with the tight ends. There wasn't a ton of usage of the running backs. And so I just, to me, it feels like it, that to me is mixed messaging. Because again, the whole off season, ever since the Browns wild card loss, yep. from from top to bottom, it's been we have to run the football, we have to run the football. The Pittsburgh Steelers never want to be last in the NFL and rush yards again. But I don't really see the onus on that. You know, the, like you have to, it has to be part of your identity. And I don't know what the Steelers. I know what the Steelers' identity is as a team. It's it's that they have a very good defense and they need that defense to make plays and force turnovers and get the offense short fields and maybe even contribute by scoring some points. But it feels like the only game plan on the offense is is put the ball in Ben's hands and hope that he can find Chase, hope that he can find Deontay and Juju enough to get a couple touchdown drives and maybe we'll score 21 points and win this game. You can win games like that. They did in Buffalo. Buffalo. But that's not a great recipe to have success in the National Football League in 2021, especially in this division. Very talented, very good quarterbacks, and especially in the AFC and with their schedule, which is which is very difficult and very loaded.
0: No, I agree entirely. We're not done talking about this. We're going to revisit this in just a second here. But first, I got to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes have now turned to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds props and contests including the half million dollar NFL um, mega mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest both open right now at bet online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus when you sign up for bet online and check out for all the different promos they might have available. Different promos give you different opportunities and different ways that maybe you can even make make your money back if you lose your bet up to $25. Be sure to check the the different uh the different promos and the offers when you're looking at all the different games available at BetOnline, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football to basketball to boxing, right down to horse racing. Don't wait to take advantage of all their great offers available for the 2021 season at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We're also brought to you by GetUpside. Hey, Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 20 Five cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to fifty cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code Touchdown to get up to fifty percent or fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or three hundred dollars a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your bank account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card, or Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code uh, TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50%, 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN. Now, keeping it rolling here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Uh, again, I'm Chris Carter, joined by Wes Euler. You can download this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Wes, back to this identity thing. Um, the Steelers got the Bengals this weekend and the Bengals are one-on-one, just like the whole AFC North is one-on-one. So it's kind of a, it kind of hit a reset button after week one. Um, But the Bengals, you know, Mike Tomlin was talking about how their defensive front is a tough group um, and how this is going to be This is going to be a challenge this week. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they think of the Bengals, they think of them as as the joke they've been for the past several years. Um, But this is a week where, you know, you got the win that, that people didn't expect you to, but then you had the the loss that people were worried that you might have. And now you're in a position where if you want to have the kind of season you have, you got to start off on the right foot. Yeah. And avoiding, uh, you know, going one and two early uh, when you got several other big opponents coming up. You got the Packers coming up later in the season. You have the Chiefs. You still got to play the Ravens and the Browns both twice. This game's important. How much of a role do you think, either having or not having an offensive identity in this upcoming game will play in the final result. Oh, it's going to be huge because let's make no mistake about it. Particularly when you consider where
1: the Steelers are at on defense right now with like a half a dozen crucial injuries. Yeah. Bengals are going to be able to score some points. Like I their their defense leaves a lot to be desired. I Mike Tomlin had nice things to say about them today and they have I agree. He, he does that. That's what he, he does. does that. He what's he going to do? Come out and poo poo the team they're about to play. They have some nice players. Like I would take Sam Hubbard in Pittsburgh. I would take mm-hmm. Bates in Pittsburgh. Like they they have some nice individual dudes for sure. But as a defense, they're they're not where they were in the the Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, Von Perfect, Pac-Man Jones days. They're not that type of defense right now. But their offense has some dudes. I mean, they they've got some. What did Mike Tomlin call him, Chris? Some uh, some incredible eligibles or, or whatever. He said That's along the lines of what he said. But but it's true. Joe Mixon is 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 one of the more talented running backs in the National Football League. If you were making a, a list of your top ten running backs in the NFL, I bet you Joe Mixon would be in that probably seven to eleven range for most people. Yeah. I, I'd agree. He's also number two in rushing right now. He's also number two in rushing right now. And I realize I just said top 10 and then referenced seven, seven to, to 11. <laughs> all right. Leave, leave, me, leave me alone. All right. Um, and then they have got just a trio of stud wide receivers. Your boy, Tyler Boyd, hail to Pitt, the local guy. Um, and, and, and Jamar Chase and T Higgins as well, too. And we all know Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick national champion. Heisman Trophy winner. Impressive last year, even without an offensive line. Uh, we know all these things about these guys. They are going to be able to score points. Again, I think particularly if the Steelers end up being as shorthanded as it looks like they could be on Sunday on defense. Hopefully you, you get Joe Hayden back, maybe Devin Bush back, but we all know now Highsmith and and uh, and TJ Watt's status up in the air, and of course there's going to be no Tyson Alualu. Chris, it feels like you're going to have to score at least 24, 27 points to win this game because, again, the Bengals are going to score points. You have to be able to keep their offense off the Mm -hmm. field and you have to be able to sustain drives, and it's really hard to do that without running the football successfully. Uh, Najee Harris doesn't need 120 yards and three touchdowns. No. But but he's got to have close to 20 touches, and he's got to have at least 70, 80 yards or, man – unless the Bengals turn the ball over two, three, four times, this it's going to be an uphill battle for the Steelers. It is. They can score points. The Steelers have to be able to match that on Sunday.
0: Now, keeping up with Wes here, uh, Mike Tomlin also informed us Tuesday some more some more injury uh, knowledge. First of all, Ben Roethlisberger does have a, a pec injury. Uh, he said he doesn't know when he got it. He said Ben doesn't even know. It seemed like kind of an attrition thing. Um, yeah. But, you know, he said that that's something that we'll be monitoring. We'll see how that impacts his preparation leading up to the game. So there's that. To, to be considered but like you said tj watt groin injury reported from jeremy fowler that it's not that serious and that he he made it sound like there's a good chance that tj Watt will play this weekend that's great news but you also had alex highsmith with a groin injury and now you're wondering like what's going on with everyone's groins i think some people <laughs> fire are the groin coach fire the groin coach i've seen it that was pretty funny but um you know some people are trying to make this out of something i'm like it's football these type of things happen. Look at the Ravens with all the injuries they've had. It's just bad luck. A lot of times, it's very rarely is it is it one thing that that's just messing everyone up. You just right. there's just sometimes when it piles up and it's the team that you follow and you're like, oh no, what? Why? Whoa is me? But then you look around the league and you're like, well, what was a lot of people? Um, yeah. um And and again, this is an excuse for the Steelers to you know with with going through hard times, but it is a reality that they're going to have to work around this. Um, you know, Sunday, they they lost four stars they were expecting to have. And that had a major impact on their game plan. They weren't able to adjust to it in time. Um, and uh, I, I think that could play a role in this game as well if they don't get their guys back. Now, um, supposedly, uh, like I said, T.J. Watt, supposed to come in now, Didi king Kabwala did report that Taco Charlton, former first-round pick, edge rusher of the Dallas Cowboys, that he came into town he's working out. And, you know, as long as everything goes well there, he'll be signed to the team's practice squad. Yeah, so did you see what he tweeted? Oh, oh! I did see him something about terrible towels, right? He tweeted, "I can't wait to see all those terrible towels." So that, you know, again, you never want to assume, but uh, that probably means I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think we'll hear some official announcement there soon. Right, but 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 seeing also seeing that, I'm just like, man, how bad is it with Highsmith? Um, you know, because you know, if he's if you're missing because here's the the you need all three of those guys at the same time, in my you opinion. Do. They like do. they like the whole point of signing Melvin Melvin Ingram was to make sure that him, Highsmith, and Watt were a trio that they could they could just run on the field and just cause you problems with and when if one of them's down, that's a problem. And yep. if two of them are down, that's a big problem. It's an issue. Yeah. Right. And and once what you once thought was a major asset turns into a liability. So there's, there's still questions there. I want to get to talk about the defense a little bit with West. We'll do that in a little bit here. But first I got to talk to you guys about direct TV streams. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another lets you stream your favorite shows, and then you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and then you've got your neighbors, best friends, log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to find, finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream and it brings your your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion. And get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. We're also brought to you by Built Bar. If you want a healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar is the protein bar for you. It's the official protein bar for the U.S. track and field team, and it comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, rocky road, or my personal favorite, double chocolate, Built Bar has so many flavors for you to enjoy. The best part, they're all healthy. They range from 130 to 180 calories. They pack 17 to 18 grams of protein, but only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that'll save you from eating that snack you'll regret later and stay on task with anyone's diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all capital letters, all one word, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com And as always, Wes, if we do back-to-back ad reads, we don't need to, do it to take a break. We just keep it rolling right here on the Locked <laughs> on Steelers uh, po- podcast. Let's wrap it up talking about the defense a little bit because – you know, everyone talks about the next man up mentality and all the other things, but you know, after a while, when you have several different different next men up, you're you can't be the same group, and it's just a, it's just a reality. Yeah. I think the Steelers got hit with that reality on Sunday, and again, there's no excuse me though the Raiders had plenty of injuries themselves, but. This team, this roster, was built around this defense being healthy, this defense being aggressive and active, and limiting opposing offenses. While the Steelers offense got it together, buddy, do you think that the, um, that, the that the Steelers defense could be in for a bit of a, tr- a rough spe- spell here, or do you think they still have enough? If even if they get like you know let's, let's see, they get let's say they get at least T.J. Watt back, but maybe Devin Bush doesn't come back right away. Do you think they this 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 defense has the gas in them? to kind of run with run with these next few teams until they get things figured out injury-wise? Buddy, I hope so. But, like, I'm not overly
1: confident just because, I mean, they are they are hurting at some key positions. It's yes. one thing of, okay, we'll survive being without T.J. Okay, we'll survive being without Stephon Tewitt for a couple weeks. But as those injuries continue to pile up, like you said, there's a fine line between next man up and we're just decimated right now. And there are a lot of crucial injuries – at a lot of critical positions for the Steelers. I mean, TJ Watt alone, Chris, a a lot of people during the offseason, you know, this was something Arthur Motz and I debated on SNR leading up to his contract. What really was his wins above replacement, right, to use a a baseball term? (laughs) Like, we all know how great TJ is, but how valuable is he actually in terms of wins and losses? I think we can put that argument to rest after Sunday yes. because my goodness did Derek Carr look like a different quarterback as soon as TJ Watt was out. He was mm-hmm. more comfortable. He was less happy feet. He was more poised and patient in the pocket. That to me, I mean, if I'm TJ Watt's agent, I'm keeping that game tape of Derek Carr for the next time the contract conversation runs around because he was a different quarterback once number 90 was out of the game. You continue to pile that with Hayden and Bush and Highsmith and it and Alu I Alu. Mean, and, and and you nailed it, too. It kind of gets back to to where we started this episode as well. I'm going to say it again. We all knew the offense in the run game wasn't going to be a Mona Lisa, wasn't going to be a work of art early on in the season. We knew that the defense was going to have to carry the way. Yeah. We hoped that Ben Roethlisberger, the future Hall of Fame quarterback, with some talented pieces, that they could make enough plays, score enough points early on in the season – Then eventually, you know, by week seven, week eight, week nine, maybe the offense starts to figure it out. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, right, then now we're cooking with fire. Now we're rolling. But a lot of that optimism of the offense, giving the offense time, and we all know Ben Roethlisberger said before the season, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be a work in progress. Two rookies on the offensive line, four rookies starting on offense, four new starters on the offensive line in total. You need the defense to kind of be that stalwart yeah. yep. like they were in 2019 without Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. honestly. right? You need them to set the tone. You need them to win the turnover margin. You need them once or twice a game to give you a short field to work with off of a strip sack or an interception or a turnover on downs, something of that nature. That's concerning to me. It really is. Maybe more concerning, honestly, than the lack of the run game right now is how beat up the defense is. Because if the defense can't lead the way for this team, Chris – we talked about it. They don't really have an identity on offense. Um, you know, this isn't Frank Beamer's Virginia Tech in the '90s. <laughs> you can't win on special teams in the National Football League. Like they, they, I think are are, are going to struggle um, if if the defense doesn't get some reinforcements here. Maybe they can get by against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I that's a really talented offense. That trip to Lambeau looms large. You saw what the what the Packers and Aaron Rodgers looked like yesterday. You have to get some of those pass rushers back. You have to get that front seven back because that is, Chris. That's the backbone of this team. That's how they're going to have to win games. And if that's not there, I I don't know what they hang their hat on in that regard.
0: I, I agree. They they need to figure this out. Three of their next four games are at home. Though they face three, really, are they 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 face four teams? All four teams have at least one games. Uh, but it could be challenging. You got the Bengals. Uh, you got the Bengals this week at one at home. You got on the road to Green Bay. Then you get the Broncos at home, who right now are two and zero and playing really solid defense. And the Seahawks, where you don't, you just need to say say danger Russ Wilson, and everyone yeah. knows what's yeah. what's going on there. Um, but this is a really big chance for the Steelers before they start that run of of who you know who they're facing. This is a really important chance against the Bengals. Get right in the ground game. You yes. know. like you said, you know Mike Tomlin hyped up the defensive front. But you can run the ball on that team, yes. and you better run you the ball on that team. And, and you know what, Chris? Again, that's how all these things work
1: in conjunction. You run the football. You control the clock. You keep your defense off the field. You keep yep. Joe Burrow and all those wide receivers and Joe Mixon off the field. I, I have a hard time believing if, – if the Steelers don't run at least a dozen more, at least 15 plays more than the Bengals on Sunday, if the Steelers don't possess the ball for at least six or seven minutes more, mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that they're going to win this game unless – Cincinnati again just absolutely shoots themselves in the foot and has three or four turnovers. You 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 have Not like to, they've ever done that before or anything. <laughs> you <laughs> maybe uh Joey Porter walks out onto the field and there's a couple personal foul calls. You you, you <laughs> have you have to be able to control the clock. You have to be able to let your defense rest one and keep their talented offense off the field. This has to be the week their, their, their defense is ripe for the picking in that regard. You have to commit to running the football. You have to give Najee Harris, I think, at least 20 carries. Chris, it it has to happen soon or else I don't know when it's going to happen. It's not going to be magic. The onus has to be there. They can't fall behind early. That's right. going to be part of this as well, too. Um, but, buddy, it, you're right. I think we were all kind of saying this last week. This time last week, right, we were saying, hey, you were fortunate against Buffalo. Defense made some plays. You got a special teams touchdown. Offense did enough late to win the game on the road against a really good team. You'll take that. But now it needs to look better against the Raiders. It didn't look better against the Raiders. In fact, it, it looked worse on offense, I would say. There has to be a time where you kind of you do a 180 and, and get that, you know, mm-hmm. everyone kind of rowing the boat in the right direction if you want to. And man, up in Green Bay is a tough task against Seattle is a tough task. It, it feels like Cincinnati, a division foe, that familiarity at home, hopefully some desperation too. maybe a team in an offense that feels like they're backed into a corner a little bit already early in the season. You have to get that mojo. You have to get those vibes moving in the right direction. Or again, you, it's going to be an uphill battle to beat the Bengals
0: on Sunday. So far through two games, the Steelers' offense has been on the field for 111 plays compl- compared to Steelers' opponents who have been on the field for 143 plays. That's, that is a that's, that's a massive difference. That's that's 32 plays p- plays total, 16 more plays per game, um, and, and roughly that's like the average game the Steelers are getting what 55, you know, your plays a game compared to the other team getting like 70. Uh, so. That's a, it's,
1: that not a, Chip, it's not Chip Kelly at Oregon coaching the no. other team either. All right, you no. shouldn't be running that many plays. I don't care how good your defense is; they're going to get worn out. And that's no. another one of those familiar themes we've seen a lot over the last two years, where the Steelers defense has played 55 minutes of great football, and then it gets to the end of the game where they need to make a stop, and they're worn down because they played a dozen more plays than the other team, and they just don't have the juice left. You 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 can't let that happen, particularly when you're a team that has to win games on defense. Those guys have to be fresh. Those guys have to be rested. You have to at least be able to control the clock, elongate some drives, and, and and let your defense at least be you know managed from a from a snap count. That 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 cannot continue to happen, and it has too much now going on three
0: years. That's the whole thing here. know we're talking about trying to manage things we're talking about trying to you know cut things off it's all it's all about establishing that balance to get your defense more time to rest and to put things together so wes i think i think you hit it right on the head that was a great that's a great way to end the show uh because uh that's what everyone's going to be looking for is finding the, the, you know finding the rhythm and the continuity of the offense it doesn't have to be superstar offense Nope. But there's there's got to be some form of things that you can rely on for that offense to buy you some time. I still say one of the biggest drives of the game was at the after Juju's rushing touchdown. Uh, yeah. the Raiders t- had a six minute drive that w- took off all the time in the, in the first half. If they had, uh, if they had punted back and the Steelers had had gotten momentum, this is probably a different game. Yeah. Um, But uh, but but again, that didn't happen because they had that drive So the Steelers. And it'd be nice to see the Steelers do that to somebody else. Right. It'd be nice. Defense gives up a
1: touchdown. All right. Fine. Here comes a five, six minute drive. Heavy dose of Najee. Let our defense recalibrate, Mm -hmm. slow down their offense. That that slipper could go on the other foot, too, baby.
0: Indeed, I think it's a great. But let's do all the metaphors today, my man. Look at you. I see you. <laughs> all right, Wes, we got to let you go here. Thanks so much for coming on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Let, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work.
1: Yep. So uh, I, I'm doing all kinds of radio this time of year. Uh, I'm on from noon to two with Arthur Motes on SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You can get that on uh, iHeart app, Steelers app, Steelers.com. Mm-hmm. Subscribe where you get your podcast, Steelers Blitz. Uh, and then I host afternoons on ESPN Pittsburgh. Uh, at 2 o'clock after Stan Saverin as well, 970 ESPN, also on your iHeartRadio app. And you can always follow me on Twitter, at Wesley Uller, if you want more beautiful art analogies as the football
0: season rolls along. (laughs) And pictures of his f- finger painting. We want to see the finger painting, Wes. Uh, anyways, thanks so much for joining, Wes. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. You can listen to this show Monday through Friday, sometimes Sunday, if we get an early post game up right here on YouTube. Hit the subscribe and the link and the like buttons uh, below. If you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or anywhere podcast hosts, we thank you. Please leave us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple. to to give us a shout out and it really helps out the show and i'll give you a shout out at the end of the show for doing so thanks again to west for joining us back tomorrow with crossover thursday we're talking to the hosts of the locked on Bengals podcast getting some inside information from them i'm sharing some with them as well and it's going to be a fun time again from chris and thanks for listening to the locked on steelers podcast be back on your screens and in your ears real soon